Um, so today we are um, continuing on in our series, um, the Ascend. And over the last over the last two weeks, and then kind of moving forward, we're going to be talking about a a collection of Psalms in the Book of Psalms called the Psalms. Of ascent, there are chapters 120 through uh, 134, and so we're going to be walking through these different psalms over the next couple of weeks, and, and 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 talking about what this means and what this looks like. But these these psalms, these were a collection of songs that that these pilgrims that they would sing on their way to Jerusalem, on their way up to Jerusalem. These were songs for the road. Last week, Heather did a really incredible job of, of, of kind of setting the foundation for this and walking us through what this looked like. And, and, and as she talked through Psalm chapter 120 of, of showing us what it means and, and the imagery of it. And so we actually have a graphic that I want to look at again. Uh, and so if you missed last week's message, I want to encourage you to go back, take a look at it. You can find it on our Facebook website or on our Vimeo page. But there's this graphic. Uh, th- this talks about, a little hard to read, um, but it, it, it's, it's the example of basically what's happening. And so here in Jericho, we have uh, Jericho is minus 825 feet. So it's 825 feet below sea level. And so that, that, that's where that is. And then you go up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is twenty, a little over 2,500 feet above sea level. And so this was for these, for these journeyers, for these pilgrims. This was for sure an ascent going up to Jerusalem. And so suddenly the, the, the verses about Jesus going up to Jerusalem make a lot more sense to us. But these songs, the, the, these songs were sung as people traveled. These were the cries of their heart. These were their prayers, their, their, their joys, their hurts. These psalms were their comfort as they journeyed. These psalms of ascent, they they would flood their hearts and their minds as they went up to the holy city of Jerusalem. And so like I said last week, Heather talked about, uh, she she walked us through the first one in Psalm chapter 120. And she she talked through um, how how there's so much brokenness. There's so much hurt and, and pain all around us. And that, um, that there are things that are going on that we don't always have control over. But we know that as followers of Jesus Christ, that, that, that we are pursuing something bigger. We are pursuing this eternal prize. There is something that, that we're going towards. Not to forget everything that's happening in the world around us. Not, not to turn a blind eye to everything that's going. But, but as we journey, we continue to walk towards Jesus and towards his kingdom and what he's calling us to. And so there was this one quote that, that, um, that, that Heather said that has really just stuck out to me and it's really just stayed with me and it's from the theologian Winnie the Pooh. And it says, it says, I always, I always get where, I, where I'm going when I leave where I've been. I always get where I'm going when I leave where I've been. And that is a psalm of ascent, leaving that place of hurt, of frustration, of pain, and you enter into this, into this deep place, the deep place within you where, where Jesus lives. And so today we're going to continue on in this, in, 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 this, uh, in this series, and we're going to continue to look. And so today we're going to look at Psalm chapter 122, and so we're just going to jump right into it. It says, uh, when they said, let's go to the house of God, my heart leaps for joy. 
And now we're here, oh Jerusalem, inside Jerusalem's walls. Jerusalem, well-built city, built as a place for worship. The city to which the tribes ascend. All God's tribes go up to worship, to give thanks to the name of God. This is what it means to be Israel. Thrones for righteous judgment are set there, famous David thrones. Pray for Jerusalem's peace. Prosperity to all you Jerusalem lovers, friendly insiders, get along. Hostile outsiders, keep your distance. For the sake of my family and friends, I say it again, live in peace. For the sake of the house of our God, God, I'll do my, my very best for you. So, maybe a little peculiar of a passage. I mean, I, 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 I get it, and, um, but... But to help us get a little better understanding of what we, what we read, it's important to remember that these were, these were songs that were sung on the way to one of the great feasts. These were songs that they would sing on a journey. Uh, the, I mean, this was a joyous, a, a, an incredible honor, an incredible, an, a, an incredible occasion to join all of God's people in God's house. Now today, today going to church can seem a little bit like a chore, Right? Don't nod and look, people are looking, but like it, it, it can seem like a little bit of a chore. Maybe we came today, I mean, we were expecting to sing some songs, or maybe we were expecting to, 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 to hear uh, something in, in, in the message, or perhaps, maybe even perhaps we, were, we came expecting to draw nearer to God. The vast majority of us were probably not dragged here, not physically dragged here, at least. Because we made, I mean, for most of us, we made the decision to come here on our own. And here's the cool part. All around, all around this city, all around this state, this country, this continent, all around the world, there are followers of Jesus who are, who are gathering together with one goal in mind. And that, that goal is to make famous the name of Jesus. Now, maybe we didn't utter those words, like when you were waking up and getting ready. Maybe you didn't say, I can't wait to go to church to, to, to make famous the name of Jesus. But that's essentially what, what was happening. We are gathering to proclaim our dependence on God. Saying that we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. And so here you are. You made it. But now we've all heard the excuses, right, on the flip side. We've, we, we've all heard the excuses of why people don't come. It's, it's too early. Uh, it's my only day off. I worked late last night. It's my only day to myself. Everyone there are hypocrites. We've all heard the excuses. And as soon as you try to, 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 to counter one of those excuses, there's another one that's just fired right back at you. So with this in mind, why are you here today? With this in mind, why are, why are you here today? What inspired you to wake up, to get dressed, to walk through those doors? I mean, I'm paid to be here, so I mean, what, what's your excuse? <laughs> but, but seriously, when you are here, are you inspired? When, when you come here, do, do you draw near to God? Are you leaning into the movements of God to go and be a kingdom mover? Does your heart leap for joy that you get to go to church? 
Does it encourage you while you're on your journey with Christ? Does it move you to share your faith? Does it move you to talk about this Jesus with your neighbors and your coworkers? What happens when you leave this place? What do you take with you? Psalm 122 is a song of someone who decides to get up and go to church, to lean in and to experience life. In the New Living Translation, it says it like this, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Just the thought, just the thought of going to church made this, made this psalmist like excited, like something welled up inside of them. And the, the, the idea of, of joining with other people to, to lift up the name of the Father was a very welcomed thought. This, this psalm is, a, is, is, is an invitation to worship. From the very start of this song, from the very start of this, the psalmist was excited about joining God's people and singing about the praise, praising God. And so was that your reaction this morning? I, I don't say this to, to bring guilt. Like, I, I, I promise you, like, that's not the purpose. But, but to help us just pause and to reflect. Is my response on Sunday morning one of excitement that I get to join with God's people? And lift up the praises towards God. And so when we break this psalm down, when we, we, we start stripping it apart, it gives us some reasons, um, or some reasons why our response to be in the presence with God is, and with God's people is so powerful. And so the first thing that, that we get is that worship structures our life. Worship structures our life. If we look at verse 3, it says, Jerusalem is a well-built city. Its seamless walls cannot be breached. At first, this appears to be talking about the architecture of the city and the walls of Jerusalem. How every stone and every seam appears to just fit. There's nothing loose or out of place. There, there, there's no leftovers. There are no gaps. There are no holes. Everything just fits together perfectly in each and each stone is doing exactly what it was created to do. But Jerusalem is more than just a map dot, right? It's more than just this little city. Jerusalem was the center of Hebrew worship. For these ancient Hebrews, it was just being in Jerusalem reminded them of the foundations of their faith. It reminded them that their lives are stories being influenced by, by a God who recklessly pursues them. And just like the structure of the city itself, the Hebrews knew that God was the one responsible for making all the pieces of their lives fit together perfectly as well. They knew deep down within them that God was with them, present. For us, worship reminds us of, of the God who has, who has helped, who's helping us make sense of our lives. When nothing seems to make sense, when, when, when all throughout the week we took hit after hit after hit and we were knocked down and we've been beaten or maybe we feel alone or we feel like we're a loose stone that doesn't fit in so well with everything else that's going on around us and, and we're ready to just fall and collapse, we're reminded. Worship reminds us to refocus and to recenter our hearts and our minds. We come here to worship a holy God. 
We gather in this place to, to, to lift up the name of Jesus because he is our hope. And so we gather and we sing praises. We pray, we, 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 we hear something in the message, something sticks out and we're reminded of who we are and whose we are. We're told that, that God puts everything together in ways that we could never imagine because our lives are, 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 are like a, a well-built city. It's seamless. Jerusalem was more than just a place on the map. It was more than just a city. It was the place that people gathered to lift up the name of the Father. And we, you and I, we're more than just singular people. When we, when we gather together, there, something powerful happens. Some, something big takes place. We're able to accomplish more when we're together than we ever could when, we were, when we're by ourselves. We're not all the same, and we're, we're, we, we have a lot of different circumstances or different things that are happening. We, call, we come from different backgrounds. We're, we're in the midst of different situations and things, but we all come together with one goal in mind, and that is to worship our great, great God. Worship structures our life. The second thing, worship reminds us of our need to be in relationship. Worship reminds us of our need to be in relationship. Verse 4 says, All the tribes of Israel, the Lord's people, make their pilgrimage here. All people come to give thanks. Everyone. And all throughout Scripture, we see verses that are reminding us about the importance of being together. We see in Hebrews 10.25, it says, Do not neglect the meeting together. Well, all throughout Scripture we see it, and it's not like a, if you feel like it. I mean, it, it, it's not like that. I mean, it's because it's not about us. Our worship is not about us, and gathering together is not about us. And that's the hardest part, I believe, is that it's all about, about God. Now, this isn't me speaking as a, as a pastor, all right? So let's make sure we hear that. that this, this is not coming from that place, but, but as someone who needs you. When you're not here, we all feel it. When, when it's not made a priority for you, we, we all feel that. It says every tribe is present. Every tribe is present. All people, because it matters. Because it's important. Because something happens when we lean in as a community. When we draw near to God together, something happens. I don't always feel like mowing my yard. I feel like I talk about that all the time. Like, I don't always feel about mowing. But as I'm mowing, I can see the transformation that's taking place. And, and I remember and I, re, I recognize the importance of making sure that this happens. Sometimes the hardest step is the first one, Right? Sometimes we know exactly what it is that we're supposed to do, and we, 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 we know we have our priorities that are set up, but sometimes the hardest one is just saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I know that it's important in my head, and now I need to believe it in my heart, and I just need to take this step. Sometimes the hardest step is, is, is the first one, and that's why worship is a command for us. It fuels us. It refills us. It restores us. It reminds us of our place at the feet of the Father. 
Worship reminds us of our need to be in a relationship with God. It reminds us just how much we need Jesus. We don't sing songs. We don't gather together to sing because Ryan and Jeff have lovely voices, though they do. But we gather together and we sing these songs because we have a lovely Father. And we sing our songs and our praises to Him because He desires to be in a relationship with us. If we're not careful, if we neglect worship, if we neglect worshiping together and and, and, and leaning in as a community, in the community of God's people, our relationship with God will be affected. If we... God will begin to get pushed to the side. And we're going to begin to live as, as, as though everything is dependent upon us and, and upon how we perform versus how Jesus performed. So then we look at Hebrews chapter 10 again, um, verse 23. It says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. As human beings, we need each other. We were created to be, and we were designed to be in community. We can't hold on to to our faith and our beliefs if we're trying to do it all by ourselves. We're not going to be as effective at loving our neighbors without the help and encouragement from from some of these people that are around us. We need one another to help us stay near and to stay anchored to the cross. And that's why we talk so much about life groups. That's why it's so important. That, that, that's why our life groups matter so much. If you're not in one, I, I, I can't stress enough the importance of making sure that you're in community, that you are in solid biblical community. Don't leave here without getting connected today. So worship structures our lives. Worship reminds us of our need to be in relationship. And then the last thing, worship turns our hearts and our minds towards God. We look at verse 5. It says, Here stand the thrones where judgment is given, the thrones of the dynasty of David. Now the word judgment, right? Like that's, that's a pretty bummer of a word inside of this really encouraging passage. But one of the biblical meanings of the word judgment was used by God to make things right. To make things right. Meaning, when we put ourselves before God, when we lean into his rhythm, into who he is, into what he's about, when we, when we read and listen to God's word, something happens to us. Mercy is applied to our lives. Love is placed in our relationships. Order is restored within us. The door for forgiveness is is flown open. When we gather together to worship God, God's word whispers to us. Not just during the message, not just during the time that someone is preaching or anything like that, not just in prayer, but but our lives become transformed and we begin to live as, as we are the hands and feet of Jesus to a very broken and beaten down world. And so suddenly every aspect of our time together is about lifting up the name of Jesus. Our attention, our focus, our hearts, our minds, they're all turned and pointed towards Jesus on our loving and beautiful Heavenly Father 
We begin to feel and experience his joy. We sense his presence, his nearness. And we can catch a glimpse of a better kingdom. And then this picture of Jesus comes. Comes into focus. And, and we're reminded, we're reminded that the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And we focus on who he is and what he's done and what he says and what he's about. And then we become a, a result of that. We, we remember that we are called and chosen and his. So let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us lean in. Let us all go and engage. Let let our postures reflect the God that we love. May we, may we make him famous. But what do we take with us? Like, what, what happens when we leave this place? What happens when we walk out those back doors? Like, is, what difference has this worship made on our lives? And Psalm 122 closes with a prayer. A prayer for peace. The language of this prayer is, is, isn't just one that, um, of, of, of big words or big thoughts or these, uh, these big ideas, but, but it was written with everyday language. It was written um, as, as, as a prayer for everyone by everyone. This was something that, this was a prayer for peace in Jerusalem. The Hebrews worked this into every, every avenue of their lives. This was something that they would pray at dinner time something that they would pray while they were working. This wasn't just a prayer that they would say when they were at church. This was a, an in-between Sunday prayer, an in-between church prayer. And it tells us, it, that, that, that tells us, that should explain to us and express to us that, that worship doesn't stop when we do our closing prayer here. That's when our worship begins. That's when, we, that's when we are launched out because Sunday is the first day of the week, not the last day of the week. Our worship helps us get going. It helps us get through everything that we're facing and, and everything that the week could hold and, and like everything that we're, that we're going up against. Our worship helps us. It prepares us. Our gatherings of worship don't just satisfy our, our, our hunger for God. It it gives us a, just a taste of it. So this prayer, this was a, a hunger for peace. This was a prayer to be restored, to be made whole. Pray for peace in Jerusalem. Pray for peace here. Pray for peace in my, in my own life. Pray for peace in my conversations. Pray for peace in my, in, in my relationships. Pray for peace always. Because there's more that's going on. And so we lean in. As followers of Jesus, we're, we're still going to face things that are difficult. When you turn your heart over and your, your, your life over to, to God and you say, God, I want you to be my everything, like that doesn't, that doesn't mean that hard things are going to stop. That doesn't mean that life moving forward is going to be perfect and sweet and, and, and everything else, but it brings, 
It brings purpose to our lives. And as followers of Jesus, we are able to recognize that even though times are hard, there is still a God who loves us, who's there for us, who has never left us even in the, even in the worst of days or the worst of moments, that, that, that we've never been left alone. Even when we can't seem to make sense of anything, we know that there is a God who is there. So we have peace despite our circumstances. A peace that surpasses all understanding. And when we come together and worship, we are reminded that God is at work. That God is doing something and that he is on the move. And that together we're better. Worship is more than just some songs that we sing. Worship is a way of life, and it, 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 it's bigger than just personal. Worship moves us. Worship was created to be shared, experienced with people as we ascend. So today, are you ascending? Are you on a journey towards God? Are you leaning in to the life that Jesus offers us? Are you making space in your life for worship? Are you someone who just worships or is your life a life of worship? prayer for you, for me, for us is that we would lean in. That we would experience life. That we would pursue Jesus with all that we have. That we would recklessly seek after him and his reckless love. My prayer is that we would put our faith in Jesus and that we would turn our hearts and our minds towards him and that we would remember and recognize that the only place to really find hope is, is in the name of Jesus. So we're going to sing a song. And as we sing, I want us to not just sing, but I want us to lean in. I want us to engage. I want, I, I, I want us to, I want this to be the cries of our heart. As we, as we lean in, may we lean back into the loving arms of a beautiful father. Pray with me. Father God, I thank you for who you are, for what you're about and for what you're doing. God, I pray that you would just move. pray that in this moment we would sense your presence and we would feel you and we would experience something different. God, I pray that we would lean in and that we would engage you. I pray that we would hear the whispers that you're, that you're saying into our hearts and into our minds. God, I pray that we would be reminded of who we are and, and whose we are and that no matter what it is that we're facing, that, 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 that God, you are bigger than all of us. We love you. 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen.